We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. Feliz Navidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, everybody. Okay, this is December, and this episode is going to be habits around birthday because it's my birthday month. My birthday is December 23rd, and I'm planning and prepping all things around my birthday. And I realized that I probably wouldn't have thought about making this um, an episode, but I think there's, as adults, most of us as adults have not hacked the code for our birthdays. <laughs> so I was going to go through some of my habits, honestly, my timeline, my process of like different things I've tried in the past that didn't work and kind of the breakthrough and rhythm that I've gotten that like works for me pretty well. Um, first off, December 23rd. And I think, I think the like three or four days before Christmas and three or four days after Christmas are just really tough times to have birthdays. And I I know there's other tough times, but I think for me, why it's so hard is because most of your friends are out of town. (laughs) So it's like if you were a week before, yes, be busy, but at least people are still in school. But like the 23rd, most people have left or have company come already, you know? So anyways, it's just been kind of a a rhythm for me to figure out what works. But I think the last like four years, I've kind of found my stride. So I was just going to share where I started with birthdays is my default was kind of to skip. And I'm, I know that I'm not alone in this (laughs) based on my friends, my husband, like sister-in-laws, like all the, I think as adults, um, it's super, if you don't know what you want to do, and then also like not wanting to inconvenience your friends or um, honestly having past pain from years gone by, like it can be easier to skip your birthday and not do something. But what I had found is that most of the time I still felt a little sad about that. And it was, I think, um, probably one or two years when I felt sad, sad, I felt a little bit like a victim, like, man, I wish someone would, I had said I didn't, I wanted to skip it, but now I feel kind of lonely or I wish someone had done something for me or whatever. And then in other years when I decided to skip it, I, I had owned the fact that I was like, I made this choice. I know I feel a little sad, but realizing like, oh, I actually would always like to do something, even if it's low key, skipping it entirely um, doesn't, it makes me feel kind of lonely. And I'm like, well, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to celebrate one day a year, like your life. Um, so for me, my question would be, are you in that camp? <laughs> are you like me where it feels easier and less like hairy to just skip it because it's like one more thing on your plate, whether or not I'm I'm assuming most of you don't have Christmas birthday. So this is, if your birthday falls in, um, from now until 364 more days, you count in this category. I'm talking to you, not just Christmas birthdays. Um, are you in the mode where you kind of default skip because it feels easier? If so, I would challenge you that maybe it's not like all or nothing. Maybe you don't need an elaborate party or maybe you don't need your favorite people or someone else to do it for you. Maybe you could find something that matches the energy and capacity that you're looking for to actually take a beat to celebrate your your life is what I think of it. Um, it's interesting because I think some of the time I didn't want to make it a big deal. Like 
I'm actually not somebody that's like, it's my birthday month. It's all about me, which again, no judgment for those people. But um, so in the like, not wanting to be super like inconveniencing people was kind of it. I realized like, oh, actually, this is kind of that all or nothing mentality. Either I think it's going to be super inconvenience or I'm going to do nothing. Like there's got to be a middle ground between that. So I, and then I think another thing that I realized like past pain pattern for my birthday that would pop up is kind of waiting for someone, almost this hope, even if I wouldn't, if it was subconscious, some years probably it was like more, I was more aware of it. And other years I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I don't need anyone to do something for me. But then um, there were these years that I'm like, oh, subconsciously, I kind of hope or wish someone would take the lead so that I didn't have to think about it if it felt so it didn't feel like another task or to do list on my plate. Um, And then I just realized how often victimhood and bitterness would live there. And I was like, wow, I actually am a powerful person. If I want something done for my birthday, I can I can do it. There are ways which I'll talk about how I invite friends into helping me. um, So I don't feel alone. And I'm not self sufficient. But one of the things we talk about a lot in marriage and in communication is not waiting or hoping someone reads your mind or having these lists of should like I think the waiting for someone to throw my birthday yes it could be friends but yes it could just be my husband like I wish Aaron would do this or I hope or maybe Aaron will do something I'm gonna skip but maybe Aaron will surprise me and do something and I don't even have like a prescribed thing that I hope he would do but I just kind of was like realizing how passive I was (laughs) So then when I nothing would, you know, happen or it'd be low effort or whatever, I would be like not only sad, a little like low level sad. I would not say that I felt like on a scale of zero to ten when the years I tried to skip my birthday, I felt anything above a five. Most of the time it'd probably be like level three. But I realized in addition to the sadness, there was this like hurt or loneliness. And as Aaron and I have gone after that, like someone else didn't plan something for me. And Aaron and I have I gone after like remembering neither of us can read each other's minds and how it's unfair to say if he loved me well or if my friends loved me well, they would have done something or they would have pushed through. And I was like, oh, that's actually passive and unfair. Like that is disconnecting. If I want something, I'm going to own it and decide what it is and invite people into it, but not sit back and be a fat, you know, have to work through some offense or bitterness that no one planned something. So, um, that's another pattern, past pattern of pain that I've had to get over through my birthday. So now I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually say something and let them know because I want to set myself up for success and those I love up for success. I don't want hidden, you know, subconscious expectations that they didn't meet. Um, so now what I do is the first question when my birthday's coming up, I think about like, what's the vibe I want? And what I mean by vibe, <laughs> more maybe um, a better phrase would be what's the the energy I'm looking for? Because some years I've wanted something really low key. And I've had a few friends um, meet me at a coffee shop and then bike around town or go on a walk in my neighborhood. Those were like some of my starter years when I was like, okay, maybe I don't have to skip my birthday, but it doesn't have to be a crazy big deal. Um, and then I progressed to so yeah, my point is some, when I ask myself, like start there, what's the vibe you want? And what I mean is, do you want a small intimate gathering? Do you want to just do something fun? Do you want to do something silly? I know I'm a seven on the Enneagram, so I probably enjoy fun more than most people. But what I've found actually, I think because people know I'm a seven and I live purposely like pursue fun 
more often, I think, than other adults is people confide in me how much they wish they had more fun. So my pushback would be like, I bet you actually would love something that felt really fun on your birthday. And could you think outside of the box for what fun felt like? But I think about, you know, like, do I want intimate? Do I want big? Do I want, do I care more about the activity and adventure I want to have? Do I want to try something new? Do I want to try to keep it simple? And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, especially for me around Christmas, like as my capacity has been different in different seasons, because I also used to run a retail business. So it was like the most crazy time of the year. So some years it was super chill. Some years we would do an overnight One of my friends has a little cabin. One year we did overnight with just, I think, four friends. Some years, like I said, I did a walk with three friends. So there is a lot of variation based on what I wanted. But I think thinking ahead, probably like three to four weeks, looking at what's on your schedule already, deciding what your capacity is, and just getting ahead of it. And then a lot of times, like I'll just maybe save the date, (laughs) even if I don't fully know what it is, and then figure out who... um, yeah. So whatever energy I'm looking for. Then the next thing I do is I'm like, okay, what would I want to do? And I think like, I'm going to say what sounds fun, but if fun is not highly motivating um, factor in your life, I think maybe asking yourself like, okay, so you know what you want the energy to be, if you want it small, medium, big, whatever, then asking yourself like, what would feel like a celebration? Do I want rest? Do I want connection? Do I want depth? Um, do I want an event? Do I want silly? And then deciding backwards from there, like, okay, now I know what I want it to look like. And you could, this is when maybe if I know what I want it to feel like, but I don't have ideas, I'll invite some of my friends like, Hey, I'm brainstorming about my birthday. What do you guys like? I want it to be fun. I want it to be big. We don't have a lot of money. What would be an easy solution? And then get their ideas. And sometimes I just think about it for a while. I'm like, what would be outside of the box? Now I've just gotten in this trend of like, Personally, I probably will never choose a birthday at a restaurant, which again, zero judgment. We're all different people and personality types. That's why I'm giving you broad questions to ask yourself about your birthday, because I know that it's not one size fits all. But for me, that sounds entirely tedious and boring and just like another Wednesday night to go to a restaurant with friends. So I'm like, oh, nope. (laughs) So I, I like to think a little bit outside the box. Now, to be fair, there have been times we've biked with silly hats to restaurants downtown or had like a parade and balloons. So I I could put a spit on it, but straight up just driving to a restaurant is probably not what I'm going to choose. So then when I ask myself like what sounds fun, the last couple of years, I just get really creative. I think people get really stuck in almost like the easy button or whatever else has done. But like you could totally think outside the box. You could do, I don't know, a charades party. You could do a bonfire in your backyard. It does not have to be expensive. Heck, you could Google it. You could ask other people what they've thought. Um, One year we did did do dinner at a friend's house and I had all of my friends dress up like me. That was just, that was the assignment. Come in costume like me. So then I think we had like probably like 20 people that year and they all came in different versions of me and it was so funny and we did a fashion show and then I planned one game and we were just laughing. That's usually my goal is on my birthday is like, I actually just really want to laugh and have a lot of fun and do something. I'm like, okay, I always think about too, in terms of when I'm constructing my party, I'm either going to ask my friends, I think, or I'm going to go back to the question of like, part of the reason I used to skip is because I didn't want to be an inconvenience or a hassle to people. And I think more people can relate to that as an adult, but realizing like, oh, I actually, it's my birthday. It's okay. One, it's if any, there ever was a one day a year to ask them, 
to pay a small price beyond their comfort zone for me, it would be this year. Two, they can say no and they cannot come. They're powerful people. If they're coming because of obligation, that's on them. That's not on me. I'm not expecting them. I'm not. They like, I have showed up as a non-manipulative friend often enough that hopefully they're aware that they have the power to say no. So that's another aspect. But um, gosh, I lost track where I was going. Oh, the one day a year that I could ask them something. But then what I think about is like, but I'm not going to ask them to do something ridiculous, spend a lot of time and money. I almost think about it in my terms, which I'm not saying this is the way, the truth, and the light, but this is just how I think about it. Like, if I'm going to ask them to pay a figurative big cost, I'm either going to ask them to do something outside of their comfort zone or ask them for something that's more time consuming, like maybe an overnight something, or ask them for something that's more financially like expensive. I will not ask for both because internally I'm like, oh, I can, I can ask for a bit of a sacrifice, but I don't want to be, I think we've all probably been to those parties where you're like, this costs me so much. It's like a wedding. You're like, I can't afford your birthday. Um, so I just think in that those terms. And for me, more often, I'll choose outside of their comfort zone. So that's one of the reasons I was okay with uh, doing the dress up as Jenna and then having them do a fashion show. It was so funny. We were laughing so hard. And those memories come up on my time, hop on my phone, and it's just the best. And then last year, I did a... Um, I did a spin class. Our local YMCA let me, I got certified to be an instructor. So I, for $45, I rented the studio um, and they all came and we did a spin class and it was so fun. It was like 90s theme music. And then we went back to my house and we did like grilled cheese panini bar. So if you see that, I was like, okay. And then I had everybody bring something to contribute to the panini bar. So I'm like, okay, I think that goes for me. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be passive and hope someone does something for me and get my feelings hurt, nor am I going to be so self-sufficient, which is kind of the other end of the spectrum of like, I don't need anybody. I don't have a way that people can like meet my needs or, you know, show me they love me. I'm like, okay, I'm at, what's the hybrid of like, hey, I'm going to plan this thing because this is more extravagant and this is what my need is. So I'm not going to ask you to do that, but maybe some of them I'll invite into the planning or some of them ask for setup or ask a few like, hey, would anybody be willing to bring like some of these items and just do like a, in my, um, in the group message, where I've been talking about the party that year, I did like two cheeses, one gluten-free bread, a can of tomato soup or whatever they were. So it's all like price point ideally would be under $10 that they're contributing because in my mind, that's still cheaper than a meal out, you know? Um, And then this year I decided that I was like, okay, what do I want to do this year? I think I want to do, I'm really enjoying things that are a bit of a physical feat. It's just been a fun, like you get a sense of pride for, and then of course the endorphins for accomplishing something. So um, I decided to walk a marathon, but I knew that like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be bored if I'm walking that all by myself. So I broke it up to, um, there's a loop by my house that is six miles. So if I do it four times, I'll almost do the whole amount. And then I just um, did it in times. Like I set up a time frame and asked my friends. I invited invited certain friends who know each other for certain loops. So it's like I'll have two to four people joining me on all four loops. So it kind of feels like, well, one, how epic. Like I'm going to be able to walk. I'm going to walk a marathon. That's mind-blowing. I, part of me is still like, can I? We shall see. I told Aaron he'll have to have his phone on because he might have to scrape me off the trail somewhere. But then knowing that it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to feel like I'm in a deep conversation in one of my favorite places. Every an hour and a half, I get a new, it's almost like a new party. It's like a revolving party on that day. So that's what I'm doing this year. Um, Yeah. But some of the ask was, this is probably out of some of my friends' comfort zones. Most, a lot of my friends are not 
as physical or like, let's push ourselves. Let's go early. Let's, it might be cold, you know, as I am. But I know that, like I said, thinking in the three areas that could cost them this year, there is not a time, that's not a big time commitment, an hour and a half less than most parties, nor is there cost. Therefore, it's okay if I ask them to be out of their comfort zone for the sake of what I want to do. Um, and then also to every party, which I think a lot of people do, but for us, we always, I ask, I'm like, Hey, I'd love a little season of, or a little session of words of affirmation, which just means like, sometimes I'll do like, what do you love about me? Or what one of your favorite things about me or tell a funny story about me? Or, um, let's see, what are you proud of me for this year? I'll just use a different prompt, but every year I usually do like that's, I'll say like, Hey, don't bring a gift, but I'd love to have like 30 minutes because words of affirmation is one of my love languages. And there's never, <laughs> there's never a time in the year that I'm going to straight up ask my friends for that. And the interesting part as you're say, as I'm saying this, I actually feel a little uncomfortable saying it, realizing how blatant it is. And I bet some of you feel uncomfortable even imagining in your birthday party, asking your friends to give you words of affirmation. But again, I'm like, Oh, that's, it is okay <laughs> to ask for like, hey, I could actually use some encouragement on a soul level. I'd prefer that over a gift. Do you mind giving me that? And I think a lot of times as adults, especially in friendships, we stay like, oh, I don't want to appear too much or I don't want to blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, if these are my friends that it's okay. If some of them feel like, wow, that's a lot or how assertive I've heard, like one, maybe they're not people that I actually want in my inner circle. Two, um, I bet they'll walk it out over time. Like maybe that's their initial thought, but then like, oh no, like I love Jenna and she's, we've done so much together. It'd be my gift to give it to her. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see what else. What I'm reading my notes real self for real quick, but yeah, I think the creativity is just, it's okay to think outside of the box. It, uh, you can go for things that cost less. I think people get so stuck in the like, this is all I can do. And I'm like, what do you want to do? Do you want to laugh? Do you want to feel loved? Do you want to have a deep conversations? Do you want to cry? And then work your way backwards for from that. So that was question number two was like, what do I want it to look like? What like What's my goal? And then question number three would be like, okay, what could we do? What are brainstorm? What are some possible outcomes of actual activities that could get me to that feeling I'm looking for? If it's connection or depth or intimacy or fun or laughing, whatever, like thinking backwards from there is how I, how I get there. Most people, I'm like, how do you think of these parties? I'm like, oh, I don't actually start with what's my party going to look like. I think of those questions first. Um, and then too, I throw out a pretty big, I will throw out when I decide what I want to do and I nail it in, I'll pick a date. And then I just throw out the invite to everybody because I think a lot of pain has happened in the past when I've tried to work around people's schedules and then they don't come and maybe they don't give me reason or whatever. So I'm like, actually my protecting my heart best is choosing a date outside of people's availability, like, but not considering everybody's availability. So then when people say no, I don't, it's not this like hurt, a little bit of hurt because I'm like, of course I didn't check with your schedule. That makes sense. You can't do it. Um, and then maybe if enough people say no, I'll ask different people or what, depending on what, like, again, question number one was like, how much energy am I looking for a small group, medium, big, I'll like cycle through if um, like, okay, I wanted it to be medium, but I'm going to ask a few more folks because I want to make sure there's like 15 people that feel really awesome this year. So I think just not being offended when people say no, because if I'm inviting them to my party, it gets to be an honest yes or no. Like I'm not going to be a victim to their no. It's okay. They have other things. Um, yeah. 
And then two, not including them in the date when I'm planning stuff makes their nose not as hurtful. And I choose to remember like, it's not a rejection or saying I'm not worth it. It's a scheduling thing and it's okay. Um, yeah. And the interesting part too is like, they can also say no. Some friends are like, ah, it feels outside of my comfort zone or whatever. I'm like, that's fine. Like they get to choose that. The interesting part too, though, I don't know about you guys, but as I've been getting older, seeing more overlap for friends that have common interests. So it doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with someone who doesn't like going outside and moving a lot. But because that's a lot of what I'm going to, like I love doing and brings me life, I'm probably going to invite the people who enjoy doing that too. So it's like, ah, like that's okay if it has if we have less overlap with less interest. So for me, just thinking through all those things has made, has actually result, like what's been the result then? The resulted in me having these birthdays that I don't just skip it because it's the easy button, nor do I sit back and wish someone did something and feel not only lonely, but also a little hurt. Um, but deciding what I want to do a few weeks in advance, feeling low stakes, inviting people in, whether that's to help me plan or brainstorm or help me set up. Like that's how I feel like, okay, if I'm going to have a wild request or initiate this, um, I'm going to do, I always think like I'm going to do at least 50% of the effort in the finances so that I feel like, oh, I'm not actually inconveniencing you entirely to make this random dream of mine happen. <laughs> it feels very like, oh, it's reasonable for me to ask a little cost, but not the entire cost. So I have, I had so much fun at my birthday last year with the um, spin class. And then one of my friends decided to do her own birthday at the, our gym. And instead of like renting the room, you know, cause obviously not everybody is a certified, you know, instructor that's kind of unique. She just had everyone come and join one of the classes and we all dressed up in 80s wear and it was um, so fun. She gave the teacher a heads up and the teacher made the 80s, like the playlist for the class more 80s. So I think my challenge would be um, don't be passive about your birthday. Try to plan something, even if it's a coffee and a walk or walk to a coffee shop or whatever. Like um, (laughs) you could do a pastry instead of a bar hop, a pastry hop, try around. I personally actually like daytime or morning ones a little better because my energy's, you know, since I'm a morning person. But I think just thinking so much more outside of the box and not skipping your birthday because it's default, like, hey, you're totally worth celebrating. And maybe not everyone could be there, but like at least a few people could be. And you could take a beat in a moment to like celebrate your year you could ask your friends, like, what are you proud for me? Uh, proud of me for this year? And then even I always reflect too about my year and I end up <laughs> kind of giving a bit of a speech, it seems, a kind of of like, oh, what does this year look like for me? And it's, it ends up, it's always fun. Like I said, they're crazy, but there, there is this element of depth that is, feels significant as well. So anyways, that is my, those are my birthday habits. I'm going to reiterate the questions and I'll put them in the show notes. So like, what's the energy or vibe I'm looking for? Kind of like how big am I wanting? Then what sounds fun? Would it be, you know, do I want, what sounds fun, life-giving? Like, what do I want this to look like? So that would be, the first one was more crowd size. The second one was more like connecting, refreshing, deep, fun, you know, like I said, or new experience. And then my third question would be like, okay, what activities would hit that goal and then choosing a date and sending things out and just keeping it. Yeah. Pretty low key in that sense. I hope 
that you take this birthday habit podcast and construct yourself almost like use it like a recipe to have, I have my hands in the air. There's no one in my room right now, but I, my hands are in the air. This is how enthusiastic I feel this for you. Um, that I hope you construct a birthday that hits your needs a little bit more and you're bold and asking a little bolder than you've been in years past asking for friends to show up in different ways that maybe are outside of their comfort zone, but it's okay. Um, and you just have a really a day where you feel celebrated, known, seen, and you laugh your butts off. Happy birthday to me and you and everybody else for this next 365 days. Bye, everybody. Bye.